are we all doing? We uh, are as good as our word. We're back uh, within two weeks, or two weeks and a bit, I think, yeah. but still. We weren't really as good as our word before, so this is really an outlier, so we'll see what happens after this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, we've, uh, we thought we'd record a quick episode. Well, I guess our contribution will be quite brief. We've got uh, a little something special lined up later on. Uh, but yeah, let's let's just first of all tell everyone about what we've been up to the last couple of weeks as usual. Uh, just thinking back now, a couple of weeks ago when we recorded, I think Amanda, you were gearing up for your big leaders thingy, weren't you? My leaders thingy. That was that was, a, that was the official name, wasn't it? Yes, they highlighted and promoted it as the leaders thingy. Um, it was actually I can't remember what I said in the last podcast, but it was supposed to be obviously a conference where all the leaders and short-term coordinators and other members of the leadership teams from the different Latin link country teams met together in one location. And it was supposed to be Salta, Argentina, and I was going to get to go to Argentina by myself. You, you may have mentioned something about this two weeks ago as well. Really? So you, could you, could you the, tell that the, I'm not over it yet? <laughs> not at all. Anyway, so that week I was supposed to be in Argentina and I didn't get to go. Obviously, no one got to go. It was an online conference. And so there was, it was just three days. They kind of shortened everything. Obviously, too much online content it can be hard. Um, so there was three hours a day of online content. Still, so. still a lot. It was a bit. It was actually good the way they did it because um, half of it was YouTube videos that we all had to watch. And then the second half was a Zoom meeting and prayer and small groups and discussion and all this kind of stuff. Um, But because I actually messaged the international team, I was talking to someone from the international team, I was like, so we don't all have to watch the YouTube meetings, the YouTube videos at the same time. I mean, I can watch those videos at any time in my morning. And she's like, of course you can, (laughs) which was actually really good because it meant my morning schedule could be a bit more flexible. I didn't have to be kind of cloistered in my room for an hour and a half. I could watch one video early and then deal with whatever needed being done in the house or with Sam. And then I could watch another video. Um, I guess many of us at the moment are spending most of our mornings watching YouTube videos anyway. Um, in this case, it wasn't Sneezing Panda or anything like that, was or it? Yes, it was, no, it wasn't Sneezing Panda. It was actually good. Um, the first day we dealt with the new member care manual for our mission and the new member care policies, which is wonderful. I'm really excited about the importance of member care in our mission. Second day looked at mobilization, which was the focus of this year, you know, which was planned before pandemic. So it was hard to maybe do excessive mobilizing um, in 2020, but it was um, a really good mobilizing video kind of recapping what um, got done during the year. And then the last day dealt with Biblical, uh, reducing biblical poverty, uh, valuing human dignity, and developing leaders uh, with a higher focus on developing leaders in the future. Um, so yeah, it was a really good conference, a good time of prayer with different people, good small groups because well, breakout groups with people from all over Latin America. Yeah, lots of people that we'd met a couple of years ago uh, in Guatemala at the International Assembly. It's uh, it's good to touch base with these people again. I mean, that has been a really high point, if there can be a high point for our pandemic, is because there's been so many more Zoom meetings, you actually have been in so many meetings with these people who you wouldn't actually normally see or be in meetings with. Mm. Um, So I feel like I've gotten to know a 
a lot of members of our international team kind of better this year, being in lots of different meetings with them online. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so so that was really encouraging for, for you uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, another big encouragement uh, that kind of uh, concerns both church but also the Langham uh, preaching project uh, that I'm involved in is that we had uh, one of the one of the students with Langham uh, in the last year or two actually preach at Trinity. Uh, his name is Didier. Uh, he's he happens to be our treasurer as well, uh, but. Um, turns out he's a very capable preacher. Uh, I think the the good thing for him, or it was lucky for him, that he can't really speak English very fluently. Uh, that Spanish is definitely his main language. Because I think if it weren't the case, we'd definitely have him up preaching more uh, than just Sunday. But usually we have a couple of Spanish language services a year. Uh, so you know, it was great to draw on him for that. Uh, as we did on Sunday, but I guess we'd like to, you know, share the resource, let other churches know about him as well, uh, if he's up for that as well. But in general, it was just really encouraging. That was the first time he'd ever preached. Uh, it was on the epilogue of, of the book of Ruth. Uh, I might have mentioned last time we're doing we're doing Ruth, um, and it's been, I think it's been a really appropriate text to do uh, at the end of this crazy year. Um, but also that epilogue leads nicely into into Advent. Sunday past was the first Sunday of Advent. Anyway, uh, that was just really encouraging uh, all round. So so I'm really thankful for that in this last couple of weeks. Aside from that, church has been fairly well straightforward as 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 insofar as it can be right now. Yeah, I mean the government has um, increased capacity from thirty percent to fifty percent. So um, that means more people can come out on a Sunday morning which is nice going again, going into Christmas and with Advent starting. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, I guess the other, um, I, the other thing that's been kind of going on, well, I guess you've been, you've still been very much involved in the day to day with your, with the, the Latin Link volunteers, uh, aside from the Latin Link conference, obviously. Yeah. I've been really kind of involved in, um, Strider stuff mm. recently, which mm-hmm. is, kept me very busy but that's my job so that's good yep <laughs> um and sam has i think been better the last couple weeks or the last week at least i think so yeah yeah he's doing okay he's uh i was telling my family today he's really enjoying a game whereby he uh whereby i pretend to be his grandma his grandma cunningham um and so yeah when when we do that he seems to behave very well and very much enjoy that um, I think the signs are all there that Sam really needs to get to Scotland ASAP. Uh, I guess with home assignment looming, that's kind of cool. Yeah, definitely <laughs> trying to connect with his family. I think he talked to his grandma Cunningham one morning and came upstairs and immediately was like, I need to talk to Grandma Kieran now. Mm, yeah. Um, so he's, he's equal opportunities with his grandmother. Absolutely, because he knows how to milk it from both sides of the family. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, I guess with everything going on, um, we've kind of been looking for some kind of just break uh, and we got a break of sorts last week. Last week, uh, if you are American or, or aware of uh, that, that particular nation, you may be aware that that was Thanksgiving week and uh, at the school where Sam is enrolled, they actually take the Wednesday to Friday of Thanksgiving week off, uh, which is brilliant because no one else has that holiday here, which means if you go away somewhere, it's usually quite quiet. So that's exactly what we did. We went up to Samaipata, uh, which is a lovely little town up in the hills, about two and a half hours drive from here. 
Um, and uh, yeah, we had a we had a really nice time there. Yeah, we got to do um, well. Craig did hill climbing. We took Sam horseback riding. Mm. Um, had some nice food. Some good kind of quiet reading time for me. Mm-hmm. Um, waterfall swimming. Yeah, if that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, not jumping off the waterfalls, but swimming no. at the base not of the waterfalls. Yeah, and Sam had a really good time. We had a really good time, and we had a special guest with us. Yes, we did. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I don't know if you remember from a while ago, at least a year ago. It was a year ago. Yeah. Um, last we, October. I think. Last October, when we were in La Paz uh, at our Latin Link conference, we stayed a couple of days later and hung out with a family there, the Hunt family, and Mark Hunt is the international. Um, the Paz Church. Pastor. pastor. The pastor of the, the International pas- Church in La Paz. <laughs> yes. yes. And his family, they went home for COVID when you can do church online. He did it from South Carolina where they're from. And then the family staying all the way through Christmas. But he came back when the churches opened up. So he's been here without his family since beginning of October. Yeah, but Mark, Mark's <coughs> been in Bolivia. Uh, they, they're much more recent to Bolivia. They came here as a family. <coughs> Excuse you, Amanda. Sorry. Uh, they came here to Bolivia in mid-2018, around August 2018, to begin that position. Um, but that was just a few months before I began at Trinity. Um, so it's been good to develop a relationship with Mark. And I guess we're both kind of starting, uh, we've kind of, we both kind of started at the same time uh, in this very niche area of international church ministry. Um, so something I was doing, thinking... And this was after spending four whole days with Mark. I was thinking, oh, we should have we should have cornered him for an interview for the podcast. Uh, and so, of course, this afternoon, two days after he left us, uh, I recorded uh, just such an interview with him. Uh, happily, we were both in our church offices, which I think is, uh, yeah, I guess that's quite appropriate. Anyway, shall we listen to what Mark had to say? Yes, absolutely. All right, here goes. Well, Mark, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining me just now, uh, especially uh, as I know you're, you're having some tooth problems. You're actually on your way to the dentist, so, so it's very kind of you to, to make time for us. Yeah, my pleasure, Greg. Glad to be with you today. Well, first of all, Mark, uh, maybe uh, if you could let us know uh, or let our listeners know, how is it exactly that you, you ended up here in Bolivia and I guess specifically La Paz? Yeah, right, Greg. Good question. Um, it's it's really, I mean, the very very short answer is it's a God thing. Um, God God called us here very unexpectedly. But um, to expand on that a little bit, I, I served a church in Charleston, South Carolina, for quite a number of years. I think it was sixteen years. It was the second call I had out of seminary, and I I think at the back of my head I thought I would always be there through my ministry career, but um, a few years back. The Lord made it abundantly clear that that time, that call was coming to an end. And so my wife, Megan, and I, we began to prayerfully, you know, seek, seek God's guidance for, for a new call, a new, a new pastorate. And I, was, I, I love Charleston. I would have happily stayed there had there been an opportunity. But Megan wanted a change of scenery. She wanted a fresh start somewhere else. And as we began to look... We did come across, of course, we didn't think a fresh start was going to be in Bolivia. That was probably the farthest thing from our mind. 
Nevertheless, as we began to, to search, we did find a website that had international church pastorate opportunities, and La Paz, Bolivia was one of those, and almost just for the heck of it, I, I applied for that, and um, yeah, yeah, and, and just something different. It was definitely a change of scenery, and, and it looked like there would be you know, there would be countless obstacles to that really working or to me even being a, a good candidate for it. But the Lord began to open the doors as I began to talk to the, the board here at the church. And and even after they called me, it seemed like there were, there were many, many obstacles to kind of making that leap. But really as a testimony to God's faithfulness and God's call in our life, those, those obstacles just continued to be bulldozed um, to the point that... Um, we we found ourselves here as unexpected as it was and we came we came never been to bolivia before never been to la paz before and we came sight unseen to begin ministry here so that was in that would have been in july 2018 that's how we that's how we found ourselves to to bolivia that's that's wonderful mar i i totally can identify with with doors being bulldozed open that's that's been very much our experience uh certainly initially coming here as well ourselves uh, I can completely identify with that. Mark, you mentioned your, your wife, uh, Megan. Uh, you also have uh, three children, uh, Andrew, uh, Benjamin, and Rebecca. Um, right. How would you say your family has found uh, the adjustment to, to this culture? Yeah, it's, um, it's been pretty good. Uh, you know, we, we had our first year here was, was had its challenges, you know, with a new, you know, just a new home, a new a new country, a new city, a new culture. It had its share of challenges, but we really had a great first year here. I think everybody, everybody was able to embrace what 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 we were doing. Um, not to say it was all easy, but but we we have had a great a great start. I mean, the second year has been pretty tough between the political unrest of last uh, last year and then the pandemic this year. So it's. It's kind of hard to hard to say <laughs> this year, but yeah, God, God, God's really smoothed smoothed that road for us. I think in some some degree, you know, we would say the the Latin the Latin American cultural context is that that kind of warm culture, and and I think the the Southern United States context has some similarities. So I think we found some connecting points here, and um, I tend to be a pretty laid back person, so so this cultural context is. Been, been pretty good for me but um yeah it's you know there there've been some there's certainly been some there's certainly been some challenges it's very very different from charleston just uh culturally climatologically geographically but um people have been really kind to us here and the church has embraced us and kind of held our hand through some of the adjusting to some of the cultural differences that's great, Mark. Uh, we, we had the chance to, to visit you at the church last year uh, and get to know you and the family a little bit better, of course. Um, maybe tell, me, tell us a bit more about the church, um, what, what your church is, is like. Yeah, of course. Um, our church is La Paz Community Church, so it's an interdenominational, international, English-speaking, or let's see, interdenominational, international, evangelical, English-speaking church. And so... Um, like, like like your ministry at Trinity Church in Santa Cruz, you know, we, we occupy a very narrow, um, kind of narrow slice of, of ministry here in, uh, in La Paz. But um, it's, you know, re really, we, we minister to the English-speaking community. That's 
both foreign nationals and, and Bolivian nationals. We probably, before the pandemic, we were about 50-50 each of those. But here, here at Labas Community Church, so I think, I think our emphasis has been probably mostly on that the, the English language brings us together. Um, uh, the church has been here, I think, for the better part of 100 years. I can't, I'm sorry, I can't say off the top wow. of my head. We've been in our present location for, well, about 40 years, since 1980, the, the current building that we're in and the location that we're in, which is really a great, it's a, it's a great facility and a great location for what we're doing. Um, let me think. Yeah, I'd say before the pandemic, we were probably, we're not a large church, but before the pandemic, we were probably about 80, 80 people in a Sunday Sunday worship on average, and um, it's a really warm fellowship of people from all over the world. Um, I find it very encouraging. I find it a rich field for ministry. Probably um, compared to you know my previous ministry experience, which largely was good, this has been a lot of fun. Um, mm. So you know, it's it, there's a lot of variety to it um, with with people from a lot of different backgrounds, a lot of different church experiences, a lot of different parts of the world. So I, I've enjoyed that. I've enjoyed that very much. And you even have a, a, a Scots Canadian couple there, of all things, our, our good friends, yeah. Dave and Jen McCall, uh, are there too. That's great. Yeah, you know, so it's, yeah, it's, so it's really wonderful. I mean, last, um, we, we try to make a big deal out of it when someone, when someone leaves the church, um, you know, when one of our foreign nationals is called to a new ministry or a new mission field or new work somewhere else in the world. So, for example, last Sunday we had a, a Korean woman in our church who was um, heading back to Korea after serving here with a relief and development agency. And so we, we, we really we see that role that we, you know, we've had God. God's brought a person into our midst. We've been able to, to walk with Jesus with them here in La Paz, and then we get to be a part of sending them out to what, what, whatever God's calling them to do, to do next. Um, I, f I find my, you know, my role here, I think a big part of it is um, connecting with people, seeking to build a gospel community of people. For many of us, um, this is not our, you know, our home country or our hometown. We don't have family here. And so the church becomes in a way, in a kind of an extended, an extended family for people. And and also, um, I think for expats, probably anywhere, there 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 you know there's there's challenges to to living in a different part of the world, and and so we you know I, I see a part of our role is to help people to not only survive living in La Paz, but uh, you know by God's grace to help them thrive living here. Mm. That's right. So I guess you're you're touching on some of the nuances. Uh, of international church ministry. Um, you are my elder by, by many years, Mark, of course. Uh, but you actually, um, you and I have been in our posts, our respective posts, for a similar length of time. I think you were one of the first people, actually, uh, to contact me uh, when I got the job at Trinity, uh, just to almost say welcome on board and, and sort of, uh, I, you know, I'm doing the equivalent thing in La Paz. You'd only been in La Paz, I think, by that point, maybe four or five months. Uh, and it's been great to, to make that contact with you. Um, and yeah, it does, it is quite a niche area, international church pastoring, isn't it? It's quite different to, uh, to a, kind of a regular church, if you like, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. There's certainly, there's certainly a lot of overlap with, a, with a, tip, you know, a, a typical church pastorate or church ministry, but it's certainly unique. Um, yeah, I would say just off the top of my head, I mean, I've heard, I've heard, I didn't come up with this phrase, but um, 
I think it was another international church pastor said this ministry is like hugging a parade because there, there's kind of a constant turnover of people yeah. coming and going from the church. And so that's a great way of putting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It resonated. It really resonated with me, you know? So, I mean, I think what, one of the differences is a maybe a higher than normal turnover rate within mm -hmm. an international church ministry compared to a typical church ministry. And, and one of the, I think one of the significant issues or significant challenges with that is leadership, kind of establishing good regular leadership within a high turnover environment. Mm -hmm. um, and compared to, I think back to serving in just kind of a, a typical church church ministry context, and, and I would think someone would need to be around the church for, for a while to kind of establish themselves and to um, you know, show their maturity in the Lord before we would call them into a position of leadership. But here at La Paz Community Church, I mean, if we wait very long, then they're gone before we ever would invite someone into leadership. On the flip side, I think we get people who have been in other places. They've been, they're mature in their faith. They've served in other churches and they, and they, they land here for two years and, you know, we can call them right up to, to serve in various capacities. Um, it's also a great opportunity, isn't it? In the sense that you, you know, both you and I are based in cities of millions of people yes. uh, and we serve the only English language churches there. Um, and so the, there is that side of it as well. Great opportunity. Yeah, I don't know about you, Craig. Uh, sadly, not everyone who speaks English in La Paz comes to our church, but... Um... <laughs> but neither here and, and more power to them. Uh, yeah, no, no, we, we exactly. Did, we didn't attend a, an English language church until we moved here, of course. Yeah, Santa Cruz. Uh, it's um, it, it yeah, it's I I, I am uh, I'm a happy. I, I want people to to be in a church they feel they feel is the right fit for them. And there's a lot of different kinds of churches here, and a lot of great churches here. So yeah, um, you know, if La Paz Community Church happens to be where someone feels like they really fit and they feel at home, you know, we're, we're excited about that. And um, and that could, you know, but that, that could certainly vary for different people. Um, I, I think it's, um, you know, I, you and I were talking about this recently. I mean, being, being in the kind of the interdenominational nature of these international churches and with people from a lot of different church backgrounds can be a challenge. Thankfully, we've had a lot of harmony in our congregation in the time I've been here. Um, but I do find, you know, we, we, we want to hold those essentials um, you know, that's the Anselm statement, you know, in essentials, unity and non-essentials, liberty and all things love. And so, you know, we because of the background of many of our people, we can't make everything an essential to the faith. So we want to hold those things in that closed hand. But there's a whole lot of things that we just have to give each other liberty about and, and give each other a lot of love about. And that seems to have been a good formula for us here. I do love that aspect that, that we really we in our churches, both our churches, we really gather around. The, the absolute fundamentals. Yeah. Um, we don't get into so much so-called secondary issues, uh, which of yeah. course have their place and, and they're important. Uh, but in, in contexts like this, we necessarily um, have to, in some respects, park those, set them aside. Um, and it, it's great to be able to, to come together with people of such, uh, such diverse backgrounds in a way, that, such diverse Christian backgrounds, and we can learn so much from each other. Mark, we need to wrap it up in a moment, but just before we do, how can, how can we and how can our listeners be praying for you and your family? Yeah, thank you for asking, Craig. Um, you know, I, I think for, for, for our congregation, for our family, just for like everybody around the world, I think I'm trying to emerge from this uh, COVID, the yeah. COVID situation, the pandemic situation we've been in just for wisdom as we try to, you know, as we're 
continuing to reopen the church and try to reestablish ourselves and find, um, you know, just kind of find some good footing with our finances, with our attendance, with the programs and ministry of the church in, uh, in this setting we find ourselves in. Um, you know, for a good 2021, I think we all have a lot of high expectations for 2021. So I'll just, you know, appreciate any prayers, you know, that we can have a great year upcoming. And then I, I'm, uh, my family's up in the U.S. right now, and I'll be joining them in a couple of weeks. But, you know, I appreciate prayers for uh, just for us while we've been apart for an extended period. For sure, Mark. Well, thank you again uh, for, for taking this time to speak with me uh, and every blessing to you and yours uh, in the coming months. Absolutely, Craig. Thanks for thanks for reaching out to me today, and uh, God bless y'all. Take care, my friend. So that is my friend Mark, our good. friend, our friend Mark. Sorry, yes, um, all round good guy. Yeah, as we said. Well, we had a really good time with him when he was through here, yeah. and Sam today spontaneously just looked at me and said, "I miss Mark." Aww. Yeah. Lovely family too, uh, lovely wife Megan, uh, and their their three kids. We've only met the younger two uh, going to a school trip uh, when we were there last time. When we were there in La Paz uh, for the oldest one, but uh, the youngest two certainly uh, were very nice. And they even kind of showed Sam and I around La Paz just on their own. We were going up and down cable cars into the centre. It was kind of cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think the oldest was like 11, 12 of the two. Benjamin? Yeah. Anyway, uh, so nice memories. And yeah, we hope to see all the Hunt family uh, again sometime soon. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, we'll keep praying for Mark uh, and pray they have a great Christmas. And uh, yeah, I guess speaking of prayer, what have we got coming up ourselves that we need to be praying for? Two more weeks of school. And true. then we get a three-week break, and I'm actually very excited about this three-week break. Mm -hmm. It is okay that Sam won't have structure because we won't need to force him to sit in a seat and not move. Um, so I'm very excited about this. Right, yes. They're Forcing him to sit in a seat and not move. Well, not in a torture sense, but in, a online, <laughs> in an online classroom sense. No, no, not that we're uh, not that we're saying the two are the same. Uh, by any stretch of the margin. <laughs> not at all. Any any lawyers from Santa Cruz Christian Learning Center listening, uh, you can just ignore that. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, Sam has I think ten days of classes left. Hmm. And is that right? Uh, something yes, like that. I think it's ten days of classes left, and so. Not that anyone's counting. No, we're not counting that at all. Um, but yeah, I think that'll be really good for us and him. He needed the break last week. He definitely was getting to the, like the end of November, kind of itchy, done with school feeling. And so he got a three day break and now 10 more days and we're off. Yeah. So just pray for him, pray for us that we can finish well. Sometimes I look at his schoolwork and I think, if I was a really good mom, I'd make him redo that so he does it well. But you know what? good enough we're yeah. just gonna hand it in the way it is <laughs> sometimes good enough is good enough good enough is just good enough yeah. um amanda you've got uh yeah i guess more stuff with your volunteers including very excitingly um uh soon to be married uh volunteer sadie grace um uh, i believe you're involved in uh in putting her her hen party slash bachelorette 
slash oh, wedding shower. It's going to be like a, a mix. Wow. Because there's a difference between a bachelorette and a wedding shower. Mm. And I kind of think this is going to be somewhere in the middle. Okay. Um, yeah, looking forward to organizing that. Well, I'm not really in charge of organizing it. I am helping the person who's organizing it. Yes. But as she says she's not been to one, I think I might have a lot of input as I have been to some. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Which is fun. Um, I like doing things like that, so it'll be fun. Yeah. I don't know. I've got lots of ideas bouncing around my head. As ever. I've always. More fun stuff. Um, I am playing a gig. Finally. Uh, with this band, yeah. Um, I don't know if we even covered this way back uh, in the in the mists of early 2020, but we were due to do what would have been just our second gig uh, back in early April, uh, but of course with COVID, uh, that got shelved. Um, and then we were actually due to do one this coming Friday night, uh, but for other reasons that got cancelled. Uh, I don't think it's anything personal, but I'm beginning to wonder now. However, uh, we are finally, uh, God willing, going to have our second ever gig uh, a week on Saturday night, the 12th. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Just uh, the, the band, uh, for those who don't know, it's, it's uh, uh, four other friends uh, from our sort of church and missionary community. Really, uh, at the moment, just two of them. Uh, the other two are, are back in the US just now, not back in the USSR, uh, as the Beatles once sang. But yeah, back in the US. And yeah, we're just uh, we're gearing up for that. Really looking forward to that. Um, anything else apart from those things? Um, oh yeah, just I guess church stuff, right? Yeah. Um, someone who's been at the church actually, she was a guest at our podcast. That's right. A while ago, old Heidi. Heidi. She's not um, old. She's, she's in her not old late at all. 30s. Um, the same age as you actually. Which so. isn't old, of course. Not How at all. How could anyone? conceive of that as being old um yeah she's going back to canada and with a open-ended undefined kind of timeline future not sure what god's calling to mm. calling her to next um so she's been here 16 years so um we're gonna miss her really enjoyed getting to know her over the last yeah two years year and a half ish more and this is the kind of departure that you know we touched on it a bit with mark it's quite common to churches like our own. Obviously, all churches have comings and goings, but um, I guess in the missionary it's, field, it's a bit it's more, more common. Yeah. It, it's more common. You kind of deal with friendships and relationships um, on a different level than you do back home. You don't take your time getting to know people. You just kind of jump in deep really fast because yeah. you don't know how long they're going to be there. You don't know if you're going to have the time to kind of get to know them slowly. So you get to know them really personally open up be vulnerable really quick we're not desperate we're not we're not desperate Please at all be my friend <laughs> yeah uh so yeah so just pray for that uh pray for yeah pray uh for things that we'd be able to slowly return to normality yet at the same time uh pray against a second wave uh or at least pray for vigilance uh, should that second wave uh be be looming it things are still fairly low here in terms of numbers, uh, but we're aware that in the rest of South America, uh, especially in the countries near us, things are not, excuse me, things are not too great. Um, so we'd keep praying for that. And uh, yeah. Oh, we, well, we decorated the house. 
That's true. This past weekend, Mark helped as well. Yep. Lifted Sam up, so Sam put the star on the top of the tree. That's Mark, true. Mark tradition. Tradition, Mark participated. Actually, we had a guest last year as well. There wasn't Andrew here when we decorated our That's tree right. last year. Yeah. That's going to be part of the tradition. You can be the next person to decorate our tree with us next Christmas. Oh, yeah. Into that prize draw. Only $100 a ticket. You have to lift Sam, and he keeps getting heavier every year. <clears throat> yes. Uh, but, but yeah, yeah. Yes, we want to kind of do Advent with him this year. I think he's old enough to kind of, yeah, understand what's going on and not just get presents. Hmm. So you know, we said we're setting up candles. Yeah, we might even let him light them, let the pyromania commence with Bible readings. Oh, awesome! Yeah, pyromania and Bible readings. What, what could anyone wish more? Want for more? Who could I don't know what I'm even saying now. Uh, but speaking of Bible readings, uh, I believe Amanda, you are uh, about to go to a Bible study because you're a, a good missionary. Pat's head. Absolutely. Pat's head. I'm pat- he is patting my head yep. literally. Um, this is good stuff for radio. Yes, I do BSF online. It's awesome. Um, so yeah, I guess we better get going. You need to get prepared for that. And uh, yeah, I hope wherever you are, that you're getting into the Bible too. <laughs> didn't sound judgmental, did it? Didn't sound judgmental or condescending at all. No. Well, I am a pastor. That doesn't mean you need to be judgmental and condescending. On that bombshell. <laughs> Stay uh, away from be. being judgmental and condescending. Yes. And otherwise, have a. I was going to say have a good night. It's night here. It might be morning where you are. Uh, but take care. Look out for yourselves. And uh, ciao. Hasta luego. For more information on ourselves or our ministry, please visit our website at cramandaham.blogspot.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time on Los Cunningham.